Team Time. Sports around the world. Happy Friday, everybody. I am Ben Cullen, and this is your jam-packed Sports Around the World update. Where do I start? It was a week full of drama, triumph, and controversy. Let's start with the US Open. Austria's Dominic Team clinched his first Grand Slam title after a gritty fight back from two sets down. Second seed Team had lost three of his previous major finals, but he was the favorite for this clash. He came out playing anxiously, but eventually worked his way through, whilst his German opponent went from confident to passive. I wish we could have had two winners today. We both deserve it, Team said. In the women's final, Japanese superstar Naomi Osaka earned herself a second US Open and third Grand Slam title. She also fought back from an early set down to win Saturday's final at Flushing Meadows. The champion went on to explain how the time taken off during the pandemic was important for her. She said, The quarantine definitely gave me a chance to think about a lot of things. What I want to accomplish, what I want people to remember me by. The first weekend of the NFL was marked by widespread social justice activism and a lack of fan interest led to a near-record ratings collapse. Many teams didn't take the field until the national anthems were over. And of the teams that did, many kneeled during the Star Spangled Banner. But when things did get underway, it was very, very exciting. A major matchup of the weekend was the battle of the two veteran quarterbacks, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints versus the GOAT, Tom Brady, in his new Tampa Bay Buccaneer colors. Brady celebrated his first touchdown as a Buccaneer, a two-yard quarterback sneak early in the game. But Brees and the Saints were the eventual winners, making it 34-23. to 23. In the F1, Lewis Hamilton took his 90th victory by beating Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas in a chaotic, I repeat, chaotic Tuscan Grand Prix. The race was packed with crashes, overtakes and incidents, plus three safety cars and two red flags. The F1 had only pitched up in Mugello because of the coronavirus impact on the calendar. But the dramatic race left drivers and fans alike wanting more. We will be happy to come back, said Reynolds' Daniel Ricciardo, who finished up in fourth place. It was certainly not a dull race. The English Premier League returned and the first weekend of action didn't disappoint. It began with a bang as Liverpool launched their title defence with a pulsating 4-3 win over New Boys Leeds. Arsenal and Leicester both recorded impressive 3-0 victories, but Jose Mourinho was left fuming after he tasted defeat on the opening day of a league campaign for the first time in his career. And big spend in Chelsea eased to a 3-1 win at Brighton. The big one to keep an eye out for this weekend is Frank Lampard's Blues against Jurgen Klopp's Reds. And finally, did you see the carnage that unfolded in Paris when PSG faced off with Marseille? And that's face-off in a literal sense. Neymar was one of five players sent off in an injury-time brawl as Marseille beat PSG 1-0 in League One. The injury-time drama involved nudges, punches, a headbutt, some more punches and a kick. Five red cards were shown, but no players were injured. Let's just say this was a softer brawl. We now welcome back Chan Meng Tai Theo, who jumps for a living. He is an Olympian and he is the Hong Kong long jump record holder. And he now joins us via Zoom. Can you talk about your, your Rio experience? Well, that one is, is 
it's like a dream come true, like not to be like very cliche, but still, because uh, as I mentioned in 2016, I wasn't even close to eight meters. Like I was like more than 10 me- uh, centimeters away from eight meters. And then at that moment, the uh, um, Olympic qualification mark is 8.15. So it is like kind of far from my result at that moment. So at that moment, uh, at that year, we were just focusing on breaking the 8 meters barrier. And surprisingly, I got 8.12, which is my first time breaking 8 meters, and then which is 3 centimeters short from the Olympic standard. So um, eventually, in 2016, I yeah, so got got the got to go to Rio. But and when I went to Rio, it was amazing. So you, you know you used to watch all the athletes jumping in YouTube, jumping in social media, you have never seen them in real. And then all of a sudden you are competing with them and living in the athletic village with them, which is amazing. And I learned a lot from them and I talked, I tried to try best to talk to them and learn from them. Not just like how to do better in London, but also as an athlete learning the mentality in every details of their life. Yeah. Amazing. Did you um, did you get to go to the opening and closing ceremony? I don't know how that works. Oh, um, athletics is like at the second half of the uh, Olympic uh, period. So we uh, and lucky I try to I I, I apply for staying longer um, with uh, Hong Kong SFOC and they approved that. So I get to um, stay there until the closing ceremony because like long jump is like the first two days of. Uh, athletics. If used if the like usually I, I like arrive and compete, then usually we just leave after right after my commission. So I will, uh, I don't have I don't get the chance to like watch all the commissions even for athletics. So I applied for that and then lucky I, I got approved approval is that I can actually actually stay for the entire athletics period and including the coaching ceremony, which is amazing, really amazing to witness all the like iconic magic moments in Olympic Games. Um, did you get to see the 100 meter final? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, the 100 meters final and the long jump final is is the same day. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. So it's, it's amazing, and I got to you know seeing Usain Bolt yeah. smile to the Canadian sprinter Degrasse. You know, those all those moments are crazy. Yeah, really, really iconic sporting moments. What a what a treat that you got to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky to have this opportunity and chance to. To be part of it absolutely many of our listeners are teenagers can you touch on what your teenagers years looked like were you a disciplined teenager was was school the focus was sport the focus um i would say i'm an ordinary teenager like i i, I my for my secondary school life in dbs um i i'm a student athlete like not like full-time athlete i'm just like training three times a week trying to represent my secondary school in the uh, inter-school commission and if you ask if I'm a discipline or not that depends like um, I, I think I will say like I I know what I want when I, when I was in secondary school I know I want to have better result in uh, athletics at the same time I want my academic to be good so I this, these two are my main focus so I I did sacrifice a lot of time to spend with, for example, like other sports or like my free time, leisure time, um, and even the the time with my family. So I did sacrifice like different aspects of my life to focus on athletics and and academics. So 
Um, so, of course, sometimes I'm not like 100% disciplined. Sometimes I get late to walk, watch football games, which is not ideal for like being an athlete. But uh, yeah, I think knowing what you want and focus on it is is the one of the the way I got uh, up to up to now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even for 2016, if you ended there, what a dream that would have been. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy, yeah. What didn't you care about as a teenager that perhaps you wish you had cared about as you got older? Whether it be training or school? Um, Actually, I think, I think my, I'm satisfied. I have no regret with my school or like training. I think I would say I would like to spend more time with my family because um, I actually start living in a dormitory in uh, since secondary school because DBS has a dormitory so I live in the boarding school since uh, form one and then moving to university and like now in Hong Kong Sport Institute I also have a dorm so basically I don't really spend most of most of my time uh, at home so I actually like I didn't have that much time spending with my family that much so yeah, I would say like if I, I I'm not regretting that, but I I would say if I get older and have more chance, I would stay with my family more. Understood, understood. Now there are many teenagers listening that perhaps um, haven't tried athletics, that may be currently in athletics. What did you? What is your advice for somebody looking to start, and what is your advice for somebody looking to progress? What is the easiest steps they can take with the biggest action? Um, I think I would say. First of all, if you have not tried that, then obviously you have to go, go, go running. Just, you can start with long distance. You can, if you're secondary school uh, teenagers or primary school teenagers, you can just start trying to participate in the uh, school teams because athletics have so many events, they don't really have enough people usually. So you can just, just go and do. But I think first, uh, most of, most importantly is that you have to love the sport. You have to like try it and then you have to um, make sure that you actually love to do love doing that, and then that that will be the key to uh, get progress in in anything. Yeah. Awesome. And then and then one final question in one short sentence. What is the favorite part about your sport? For one sentence. Okay. Um, I think. Okay, I think I would say, um, sports has brought unique experiences and people into my life. That and they have changed and shape me into the person I am. And that's something that I will always be grateful for. Yeah, I think that that's a one long sentence, I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. Theo, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure there are some young athletes out there listening that will find inspiration from your story, particularly how you made it in such a short period of time from school to Rio Olympics to, to witness all those iconic moments and, and compete as an athlete as well. What a story. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, everybody. I'm Ben Cullen, and I'll be back next Friday. There is so, so, so much sport happening this weekend. I am personally excited for this weekend's UFC bout between Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington. I'll see you next week.